1: I'm West Des Moines' Mason Mitchell. This is my Speedway 150 champion. You have 30 minutes to of sound off, and that time, I could drive 100 miles.
2: Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off.
3: Let's do it. Mason Mitchell has challenged everybody. He can drive 100 miles in the time it takes us to do this show. That was a great race Friday night that he won. It was off like a
0: restart, so it was was essentially two guys pedaled the medal, one lap around the track. Who can win it?
3: Yeah, pretty good weekend at the Iowa Speedway. The sound off hot topic, though, is about golf. How about Jordan Spieth? A good round away from making the Grand Slam reality, or at least... A real possibility. 515-282-9010. Or maybe you could not care less. We'll take that call too. 515-282-9010. Well, we have what we want. 21-year-old Jordan Spieth in place to win the third leg of the Grand Slam. So much for John Deere classic being bad idea. The open decides Monday thanks to the strongest wind this side of a Trump stump. If you want to watch the open and need a doctor's note, Sears is selling after the show. I gotcha. Zach Johnson has a shot after not only playing the JDC, but surviving a heart stopping boom. Never make assumptions. Please say a woman made the noise. She apologized. Zach accepted. Donald Trump is the poster boy for just how tired Americans have grown of carefully crafted political positions and poll-driven pandering. It's refreshing to hear someone say what he really thinks, though since it's Trump, you know he'll step in it. He survived calling border-crossing Mexicans drug dealers and rapists, but mocking John McCain and questioning McCain's heroism because he got caught? Well, that's a hell of a thing for a man with five deferments to say about a man who spent nearly six years as a POW. So is the New York Post right? Is Trump toast? No, this isn't about Trump. It's about people being fed up. Trump's not electable, but he will keep stirring it up. From the Department of Bad Ideas, Iowa sends football season ticket holders a survey asking to rate, on a scale of one to 10, how important Doing it the right way is, how important graduating players is, and how important winning is. Some fine work by the Cedar Rapids Gazette brought this tone-deaf survey to light. At best, Iowa looks like it's trying to remind fans what's important. At worst, it's setting up a defense or dismissal. Either way, I could have saved Iowa the trouble. Winning is a 10. Fans care about the others when they're not... Winning. Former Hawkeye Brett Bielema keeps the quote machine cranked up to 11. On beating Texas in a bowl game, it was, quote, borderline erotic. What? 67,000 Packer fans filled Lambeau Field, and there was no game. Any misbegotten ill will toward Brett Favre seems forgotten as the Packers legend enters the Hall of Fame in Wranglers. The ESPYs are always an exercise in self-congratulatory promotion, but mixed in with the groan-inducing joke whiffs, we are treated to truly inspiring examples of sports and the people who play at their absolute best. Devin Stills' stirring speech about his adorable daughter Leah and her fight against cancer made many of us give our kids extra hugs. The sight of Caitlyn Jenner remains a hard one for me to process as a kid, I wanted to be Bruce Jenner, not Caitlyn. But Caitlyn delivered a powerful message, acceptance, and I'm working on it. The night's most underrated moment came from Danielle Green. The former Notre Dame star had her arm blown off in Iraq. Green's story about fellow soldiers going back to the blast site to find her hand so they could get her wedding rings left me in awe. As for line of the night, that's easy. Ronda Rousey winning best fighter and calling out domestic abuser Floyd Mayweather. Rousey said, quote, I wonder how Floyd feels to be beat by a woman for once. Keith,
0: I think there comes a time in almost every man's life when he has to check his ego at the door, put his personal pride aside, and make a decision that's best for his family. That time has come at La Casa de Sears. (laughs) It's time to get a minivan. With our third child due in two and a half months, our cars will no longer fit all those bulky car seats. As much as my wife and I would love to just get SUVs, they just don't work with a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a newborn. Trust me, we've tried. To be honest, I think minivans get a bad rap. They're spacious, get decent gas mileage, and have some pretty cool features. Sure, they don't look as cool as an SUV, and they don't have the word sport in the name, but honestly, who am I trying to impress? I'm 33, happily married, with soon to be three kids. I'm not Danny Zuko trying to pick up Sandy in a T-Bird. I'm not scooping the loop on Ingersoll after work. Is that still a thing? It is. Even if it is, I guarantee some scoopers are driving a minivan. Well, I say drive that MV with pride. No one else can fit eight peeps in their car comfortably with room for a couple suitcases and soccer balls. Heck, I know people that still drive their 2000 POS because they just can't get rid of it. They call it a classic. When in reality, it's just a classic piece of crap. I think it's time we start looking at
3: minivans in a different way. Like the dad bod, which I also have. All right, so John, uh, this clearly is something you're having trouble dealing with. If I'm not mistaken, your entire segment was about a minivan? Yep, uh, getting ready to jump into that point in my
0: life when we're getting ready to get a minivan.
3: Andy, uh, Andy would be proud. All right, let's get to Marty in Des Moines. Marty, big, big weekend of racing at Iowa Speedway. What was your impression?
1: You know, I had a great time over there this week, uh, weekend, uh, Keith. And, uh, you know, it, it, the uh, crowd that they get for the uh, Iowa Corn uh, 300 and uh, for the Indy Cars is so large compared to other crowds that they get over there. I'm kind of wondering where your coverage is of that. Uh, I just don't see much of 13, and I love 13 sports. But I just don't see much of the IndyCar stuff over there. These guys are real drivers and real race cars, not 16-year-old kids.
3: Yeah, Marty, uh, with, with respect, I, up, have, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Michael Admire reported from there all day yesterday. Uh, the it's race, online. The race, the interviews were in all the newscasts, was again on this morning, was online. We did several stories during the week with IndyCar drivers. Sounds like you missed it, but we definitely covered it a lot.
1: Well, I don't see much of the online stuff, but uh, it, it, was was all over the sports it was a great race. It was a great crowd, and it was a that's great That's how we time. were able to
3: just show you video, because we were there.
1: Yeah, there you go. I'm seeing it on TV right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, Marty, thank you. I'm glad you had a great weekend. I'm sorry you missed some of our coverage. I think that is the best race at Iowa Speedway. I think the Indy, I keep wanting to say 250, but the, uh, the Indy Corn 300. 50 laps, yeah. yeah, no, 50 laps, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's the best because of all the passing. Yeah, and I think it's cool it's because well, they, they go
0: like, what, 175, 180? I mean, it, it's it's so fast around that track. Right. I mean, it's They, they zip around one lap in like 20 seconds.
3: Sharon is in Des Moines. Sharon, uh, Brett Favre goes into the Packers Hall of Fame. What did you think?
1: It's amazing. I love Brett Favre.
3: I, I miss him playing for the Packers. He's like the best quarterback of all time. And, um, and then also, go Cubs. 67,000 fans show up uh, as as, far as enters the Hall of Fame. They take their football seriously in Green do. Bay. And Packers fans are also sensitive. I made a little joke on my Facebook page that maybe they're a little bit bored in Green Bay for <laughs> 67,000 fans to, to show up just to uh, watch a man enter the Hall of Fame. I got unfollowed. I got angry blowback uh, they're not they're a little bit sensitive uh, about that I was just kidding this is a really cool thing Packer fans of course are very loyal and this also proves apparently um, they've
0: gotten over the whole far yeah, f- all, hating Green Bay type of thing I mean, did, they used to him? have a lot of animosity towards Green Bay and they they well, parted they, ways and didn't want anything to do with
1: each
3: other they toured him a little bit too yeah, yeah that happened Sean is in Altoona Sean what do you think hey.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's uh,
3: happening, Sean?
1: It's your boy, Sean. Uh, you know, boring <laughs> must be pretty boring for talking about minivans. So I gotta. It's
3: late July. On. It's what happens. Well, it's obviously oh, yeah. on John's mind. He's, uh, he's <laughs> he does not want to get a minivan. He's pretending,
1: but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Paul Rhodes will be riding in the minivan too. Uh, I want to uh, see some predictions for the Iowa State Iowa football season. What you guys think the win totals will be this year? Oh like?
3: man, we have so much time to to get. We're to already this. getting into the. See, that's what I'm saying. People are ready for are college ready. football.
0: It's six weeks away. But look, uh, I think Iowa State's going to be better. But if we're talking bowl game, I'm going no to say no on the bowl game.
3: I'm going to say no on the bowl game. I'm going to say Iowa's schedule is such that
0: Iowa can't miss a bowl game. Yeah, I think I think they're minimum seven wins, but I don't think they're any more than nine.
3: Let's go to lookalikes, and Old Spice is our judge. He he takes this, this seriously. And uh, first up, Dwight from Clear Lake. And uh, Dwight says that Chris, uh, the young Bruce Jenner, this is early Bruce Jenner, this is Graceland College era Bruce Jenner, so there's your I.O. connection. Okay, yeah. Uh, Looks like Chris Carmack from Nashville. Uh, What do you think, Old Spice? Never seen the show. I think Chris Carmack looks more like uh, Reek or Admire or a combination of, or maybe Seacrest. Anyway, yeah, a combo of all three, yeah. Yeah, I'm out. Okay. Uh, Helen Carruth from Story City says. What is this? <laughs> that John Sears looks what? like Cat from Peg and Cat. What? Old Spice.
1: <laughs>
3: this is just a bad week for these
2: lookalikes. Let's step up our game next week. 86th Street. What a pretty name. Not. It's What's Bugging and Andy next. Like us on Facebook. It's
3: Sound Off Nation. Kerry responds to the selling of Confederate style flags outside the Iowa Speedway. I think it's silly selling it here. Iowa was not part of the Confederacy, so the flag in no way represents Iowa or Iowans, but to each his or her own. My only objection is when the flag is flying on the grounds of government buildings. More on that later on in Sound Off. John, you've really stepped in it. Uh, you've gone Trump here, it seems. Okay, what I do. Um, you you said that uh, Ingersoll is part of the loop, and yeah. people who know how to scoop the loop, they're, they're upset. They're mad about this. What's wrong with that? If you're going to go in your van and you go down Ingersoll, you're not scooping the loop. I'm it not was... even on the loop? No, and if you're in your minivan, you're out of the loop anyway.
2: This week, Andy Fails takes his message to the streets.
0: It's
3: what's bugging Andy.
2: Guys, for well over a decade now, this segment has given me magical powers. I mean, I vent about something that bugs me and the stress just melts away. But even after 14 years on the job there are still little things here and there that I can't believe I haven't gotten to yet. For example Des Moines obsession with numbered streets. Now, Des Moines is vastly superior to the community that I grew up in in many ways but the naming of streets is not one of them. I mean Our first house was on Hawthorne Avenue, where there were many Hawthorne trees. The main streets in my life were Lockwood Avenue, Big Bend Boulevard, and Doherty Ferry Road. Here in Des Moines, it's 86th Street, which is not only boring, it's really hard to say 86th Street. (laughs) Give me a street with a name instead of a number every time, even if it's something weird like Mosquito Street it still has a better ring to it than something utterly lifeless like 86th Street. (laughs) Now, that's supposed to make it easier to find and navigate on a map, you know? But you see, a couple of miles from my house, 86th Street turns into 22nd Street. So that whole theory goes flying out the window like an old man's hairpiece. West Des Moines insists on keeping its own system of numbered streets which makes everything really confusing. That should come as no surprise though, given that West Des Moines used to be named Valley Junction, a nice creative name, but then they changed it to something as dull as a wooden spoon. (laughs) But I digress. Even outside of West Des Moines, numbered streets can still be just as confusing. Like when there's a 59th street and a 59th drive or court or avenue. Or when the street numbers go in opposite directions, meaning there's a first street and an east first street. Or when you're in a place like Newton, where the public works department must have some sort of compass fetish. North 5th Avenue East, 47th Street Southwest, 100th Avenue Southwest. What is this, a game of Marco Polo? Guys, I fear for our future there is already a 167th court in Urbandale. If this sprawl continues, the youth of tomorrow will be growing up on 1331st Street. (laughs) What if they've got a lisp or talk like Lou Holtz? Did you ever think of that? Well, I have, and this week, it's bugging me. Wait until Ooh. Sears
3: gets out there in his minivan on some of those streets. Who's in your five rolls next? And love them or hate them, the Patriots make an appearance. We asked followers on Twitter at Soundoff13 how they're quenching their sports thirst with no football yet. Sean Tees writes, "We had a great home run derby. Playoff races start now, and the Open Championship has been great." King Barda tweets. <laughs> I have the Slayer
0: Bowl on DVR repeat and think I've now narrowed it down to the one play that
3: cost us the game. Man, I don't know what you're watching. Uh, B McCool says, watching the Yankees who are winning and Donald Trump. Both are New York soap operas still waiting for Trump's hair to move. Or it'll move.
0: Troy says, Jordan and Zach are both in contention at the British Open, dispelling the myth that they should have skipped the John Deere Classic.
3: That is a great point, Troy. Uh, Who's in your five? Five favorite defunct logos. John, these are all gone. Most of these mean something to me. I love these. Buccaneers, my dad used to take me to games. I didn't think much of the logo then, now I'm nostalgic about it. Seahawks, I like this one because I got ice cream in a cup at Dairy Queen and then you could put the label all the way around the helmet. It was the only one that went all the way around the helmet. Number three, why don't, oh, you, why don't the White why would Sox? Why get rid of that? Just go back to this White Sox. What Jeez, are you thinking? All these. And by the way, Brewers. Wheat Hello. on your hat. Hello. Wheat on your hat. Does Hello. not compare to this. That is classic. Go back get to this back logo. To all these. And Patriots. Yeah, yes. you're winning Super Bowls, but nothing is better than this. Man. Go back to this logo. Do it now.
0: All right. Old school logos. Are awesome. Why not all the teams? That, all we, those are better. Remember when they bring out the old school uniforms? We're always like, "God, those uniforms are great." Why
3: not just keep them? In some and of the get cases, rid of the, yes. The new ones. In, was- in some, some of those '70s baseball uniforms that look like softball uniforms, no. But most of them, yes. Uh, Jeff and Urbendale, Jeff Hawkeye football, mid-July. What are your thoughts? Hey uh, guys, I always want to shout out to Brett Metcalf,
1: gold medal Pan Am Games. Um, Nice. Also, absolutely. I have a. I'm a frequent at the Locust Tap on Saturday afternoons. Um, I got a wager, friendly wager, that I will win the first four non-conference games. What do you guys think? Can we, get, can we finally win in four non-conference, the toughest ones pit at home? What do you think? First
3: four non-conference games. So, essentially the non-conference schedule. They go 4-0 yeah. with
0: a non-con schedule. Definitely possible. You got Illinois State off the bat. You got Iowa State. You you know, you're going to be favored in both of those games. Then you got Pitt. Pitt will be the, a tough one at home.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I don't think – I wouldn't say it's likely, though. No. 3-1 and one maybe, 2-2 yeah. two and two even. I would say 3-1. and 4-0, and oh, I mean – Iowa was a heavy favorite at home last season yeah. to a bad Iowa State team and lost. Now you're going to Iowa State, so you, uh, you you can't count that as a as a win, right? No,
0: I I think Iowa goes three and one in the non-conference. Could uh, be four and zero. Yeah,
3: could be. It, yeah, they got a shot. It won't be a great season for Iowa unless it's four and zero. More reasons to sound off straight ahead on this show. A Confederate-style flag sells well outside the Iowa Speedway. Time to
0: bounce around some more topics. We call it Face Off. Keith, yesterday outside the Iowa Speedway, a flag vendor sold a Confederate-style flag. It had an eagle in the middle. The vendor said it was the most popular flag he sold. With all the turmoil involving the Confederate flag, should he
3: have been selling them? Freedom of speech means you have the right to be wrong. That covers buying or selling Confederate-style flags. And as I said on Murphy's Law two weeks ago, you tell people not to do something, and they'll do it. None of us likes being told what we can and can't do. That was the best thing to happen to this guy's Confederate-style flag sales. Another baseball
0: all-star game is in the books. One of the cooler moments was seeing Hank Aaron, Johnny Bench, Sandy Koufax, and Willie Mays all together. Loved it. Fans voted them the four greatest
3: living players. Did they get it right? Probably. Aaron and Mays, for sure. No debate. Bench and Koufax make the cut partly because fans will not accept numbers tainted by the whiff of performance-enhancing drugs. That eliminated Bonds and Clemens, among others. Fans raved about the home run derby. Did you like the changes? Loved the changes. This was way better, even though it added the one thing baseball doesn't have that most sports do, a clock. It was awesome.
0: Ironic. Johnston High's Rachel Gowie won a gold medal at the Pan American Games. No
3: surprise... She's coached by Chow. Love Chow. Liang Chow may have his next Olympic medalist in Rachel Gowie. Rachel obviously has the talent and work ethic. Plus, she has the best gymnastics coaches in America, Liang and Li Chow. An Emory University study says the Dallas Cowboys have the best fans in the NFL. The worst? The Miami Dolphins. You agree? No. But doesn't our reaction completely depend on fans we know? Yeah. I mean, I know an obnoxious Cowboys fan. I'm thinking we of him all right now. And I know a great Dolphins fan. Uh, let's just all agree, Sound Off fans rule. Boom, spoken like a politician. You can always email the show, Off, at whotv.com. Professional surfer Mick Fanning was attacked by a shark during a competition in South Africa. His run received very low marks for technical merit, but his overall score was still good Do an incredibly high degree of difficulty, Shane, in (laughs) Marshalltown. I saw the video of this. It's unbelievable. This guy punches the shark in In the the, back. In the back of the head. He's punching a shark. Also, uh, Michelle sends an email, just came in. She wants to give a shout out to Deidre Freeman. Freeman won a bronze in diving at the Pan Am Games. She is a graduate of Grinnell High School and the University of Iowa. All right, we have uh, time for. One quick call here. Sorry, we won't have time for more than one. It'll be Dodger Denny in Fort Dodge. Dodger Denny, big day for Fort Dodge Monday. You've got RAGBRAI coming through. You've got the state softball tournament. And by the way, the Dodgers are in that tourney. Absolutely right.
1: That's the game I'm going to be at tomorrow. We had a little uh, pep rally this evening. I wish them good luck. And go
3: Dodgers. Thank you, Dodger Denny. Uh, no time For the other calls, Tammy and Beaverdale, our regrets about that. We're back next week. We hope you are too. We leave you with the sound off send off. Racing at Prairie Meadows. Racing, and Joe Camel smokes right out of there, goes for the lead, and Lawrence, look at Joe Camel, has a big lead early, and Stripe Biscuit broke well, and yes, Marty goes right to the outside, the better part of the track, and Marty is going in the wrong direction, so comes Meryl Streak and LaRider having trouble here on Stripe Biscuit, and Meryl Streak gets up to win it. And Joe Camel right down the center, wins it easily. Gonna pick up maybe 110 buyer for that one.